This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is brought to you by Hamul Casino, San Diego's closest casino. Real close, real friendly, real fun. Let's get to our premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline, AJ Casavell. On the other end, and AJ, you... Uh... Your your name is being uh, is out there a little bit today. Firestorm starter. I I, I might have I, I might have missed something. What 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 happened? Well, I don't know if it's if it's me. I just reported what was said by <laughs> Bob Melvin and Josh Hader. So, I don't uh, know if it's me. <laughs> I, I think it's I, I I just think it's fair question to ask of a guy that hasn't gotten four outs all season and since 2020, and he he. Values his health clearly. He values his health ahead of free agency, but um, the Padres have have lost a few games this season where they could have used him in a spot like last night. And last night, I think, was among the most glaring because it was just so obvious that Josh Hader is the guy with a tiring Robert Suarez against a left-handed hitter without any righties left on the bench. Um, I, I just felt like last night was. Now, granted, we are where we are in the season, and Josh Hader wasn't entirely wrong when he kind of when he kind of assessed the Padres' playoff chances somewhat tongue-in-cheek. But it was uh, – last night was a situation that called for Josh Hader, and he wasn't on the mound. AJ, AJ when Josh Hader said to you uh, something to the effect of, you guys want me to do everything, were, were you a little surprised by that comment, taken aback by that comment? Was was he angry? Was he – was he just trying? Was he referencing any? I mean, what was the context of that? I'm just kind of curious how that discussion went because that seemed like it would have been a little uncomfortable for everybody. Yeah, I don't think he was angry. I don't. I haven't seen Josh Hader angry really at all during his tenure. I just think that so often this season we've kind of framed our questions to him with a with a hey, like when are you going to go three in a row? Could you go three in a row? Could you go four out? Um, and. It, it had kind of started to wear on him a little bit, uh, the fact that we kept asking those questions, which I think were perfectly fair questions. And so that was the context of what was of his reaction there. I think it was more um, the, the the grading nature of, of, of us asking repetitively questions that I think needed to be asked. AJ Casaville joins us here, MLB.com. And AJ... I guess my question is, you know, having, you know, read the article and, and knowing the the comments that Bo Mills had gave to you in terms of it's been a discussion, you guys have talked about it. Was this something the team was aware of prior to acquiring Josh Hader? Is that something that you know? Uh, 
Yes, the team was very aware of this, and I think that was uh, that. That's one thing that can't be lost in this. Like Padres acquired Josh Hader, understanding they were getting a guy who was reluctant to pitch three days in a row, reluctant to go more than three outs, and and very reluctant to go more than four. And they knew that and saw Josh Hader as a dominant enough back end bullpen arm to be worth that to be worth those downsides. And I think that. Uh, in some ways, he has proven that because he has been utterly dominant. He's been as dominant as the Padres have needed him to be when he's on the mound. Uh, and and then you kind of get into the questions of, well, I mean, if his if his, I don't know, he, he makes he makes a useful point that I think we should listen to that that when pitchers get overworked and overused in the bullpen, as he was early in his career, that's when injuries happen. That's when guys get hurt. There's also probably a line that needs to be that needs to be walked between that and occasionally when the rest of the bullpen might be a little overburdened, him going out there and, and going that, pick, that pick fourth out. And so that, that's, that's just why I think that, that it was, it was worth kind of asking that in that context yesterday, because the Padres did know the Padres were very aware what, what Josh Hader's restrictions were. They thought that, that it was a worthwhile investment. He was awesome last year in the postseason, and and even if it was in shorter stints, he was that dominant. And so, um, to some extent, you need to build a deeper bullpen if you have a guy who's only going to be available for three outs at the back end. AJ, when this thing started to go south a little bit, I mean, I'm going back to July, early August, et cetera, Tony and I surmised that if it kept going this way, and ultimately the Padres kind of felt short of where everybody thought they should be, that a lot of this negativity, the use of the word dysfunctional, uh, would start to come up and creep up around this franchise and this ball club. How much do you agree with what Joe Musgrove said when he basically said, hey, last year is the same thing, same situation, same, same, same circumstances, except for the fact that the team made a run to the finals of the NL, as opposed to this year where we haven't been able to get where we want to go. Um, how much do you agree with what he said, or how much do you think that maybe dysfunction, for lack of a better word, I don't know that that's a fair word, but how much do you think that has had to contributed to the fact that the Padres have not been able to get where they wanted to go? Well, so I, I think going to what, what Musgrove said and kind of what a lot of people have echoed this year, the fact that the Padres aren't all that different from the team that went to the NLCS last year. It's just it, they just haven't performed in the bigger moments. There's some truth to that. I also think there's some truth to understanding what last year was. The Padres for five and a half months last year kind of didn't live up to those expectations. And then they got hot in September and, and were great in October. And, and that masked some of the flaws that they had last season where they kind of treaded water for a lot of the year and were in the, in jeopardy of missing the playoffs until they got hot in late September. So it's not as, I don't think it's as rosy looking back on 2022 if you view the whole season in context and then what's come after it. But I also think there's a lot of truth to the fact that it's, it, it, winning cures a lot. Winning cures yes, what, when, when things go wrong in a clubhouse, when things go wrong in with, with an organization and you're winning, you can work out those, you can work out whatever whatever issues are had a lot easier because guys are just happier. When, when you're losing, as the Padres have lost a lot this year, it becomes a lot more difficult. And I, I just think that, that the, the problems that exist within the Padres now 
are maybe not all that different to what they were a year ago. And I also don't think maybe the, the vitriol and the anger from the fan base and some of the, some of the outside criticism would be there had the Padres gone, say, I don't know, eight and four in extra innings. And, and if they were clinging to that, to that fourth or fifth wild card or that fourth or fifth playoff spot, because that's essentially what last year was. I think it's pretty clear. And I said this earlier after what, you know, this situation, the, the Dennis Lynn report, the Kevin AC report, that something's amiss. And, you know, how 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 much, I don't know. Uh, but certainly winning does uh, mask a whole lot. And thing, people are willing to move past when, when you're winning. When you're, when you're not winning, it's a little bit different story. A.J. Casavell joins us here on the premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. A.J., uh, let's move to some positivity. Blake Snell, another... Terrific performance last night. Unfortunately, he doesn't get the doesn't factor in the win, but uh, six innings of work, uh, uh, just a, a, another dominant performance. Gave up four hits. He gave up a few more hits than he's normally given up. But at this point, I mean, is is it his to lose at this point? Because he's starting to he start, especially the way his ERA is is just continuing to lose fat. Uh, he's starting to put up a historic type year in terms of ERA. Yeah, you look back at the last four months and and he's like been Bob Gibson 1968 level good I, I yeah there haven't been many times I've compared Padres pitchers to some of the best pitching seasons in baseball <laughs> history but that's that's the kind of run that Blake Snell is on uh I, it, it's funny you, you talk about last night he gave up four hits and you know what like watching that game it's <laughs> it's probably in the bottom half of his starts for the last four months and it's six yeah, shutout yeah. innings against the against the, <laughs> against a team that's been in playoff contention so I think it's I think it's his award. I mean, there's there's something to be said about guys who throw those innings and and guys who don't walk guys. To me, I think the walks are a little overblown because Blake Snell never allows hits and never yeah. allows extra base hits. So right. if 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 you're not going to do that, then the walks really. I mean, what are we talking about here? But I mean, it, to, to some extent, they limit his his overall innings and his workload. And I think if the ERA was up around. 260, 270, then maybe this would be a conversation. But he's been so utterly dominant that if you're going to tell me this, I have a pitcher that's going to go out and almost every single night give you six innings of zero runs or one run baseball, that guy's more valuable than a guy who goes seven and gives up two or three. And and that's just what Blake Snell's done this season. I think he's the clear favorite. I, I think there's also I, I don't know if he I don't know if he has another start this season. Uh, obviously he will if the Padres are in contention, but. Um, both he and Bob Melvin said they really hadn't thought about that yet, which the fact that they weren't instantly saying, yes, he'll make that final of the regular season tells me something there. Uh, but I, I just think that, that when we're kind of sizing up him versus the competition, there are cases to be made for, like, arguments to be made for the things that I think voters want to look at that maybe not Blake Snell, but he has just been too dominant that you can't make those cases seriously anymore. Yeah. AJ, let me ask you about the uh, the stars on this Padre ball club this year. I mean, Xander Bogarts has endured his share of criticism. Fernando started the season on the suspension list. Juan Soto felt like he wasn't really contributing the first half of the season or putting up a kind of... But you look at everybody's numbers now as we get to the end of the season, and they're all very impressive. I mean, Fernando's gone 25 home runs, 29 steals. Bogarts is up to 283. He's got a better OPS than Hassan Kim, a guy that everybody's been in love with all year. Uh, Juan Soto's got 33 homers now and a 919. I mean, Manny got his 30 home runs. 
It's just remarkable that these guys end up doing all this. Blake Snell's got a Cy Young. Fernando's probably going to get a gold glove. And yet it still didn't work this year. So is it accurate to say that what the Padres really need to do more than any of the other stuff that we're talking about is clean up the support staff around these star players for next year? Yes. I think that's that's the number one priority because they have the core in place where you get numbers like that from those guys. You should be winning more games than you do. You shouldn't be going into games with some of the pinch hitting options that they had late in games. And how many times did they lose games late? Because I mean, you can even see it guys getting pitched around so that they could face the the, yeah. the very depths of the Padres bench, which were mostly four A players. I think that's that's something that needs to be cleaned up going forward. I mean, the other the other thing is that if you it's been remarkable. These guys have put up these numbers and some of the spots there, those big hits that they've gotten just haven't come. And, and I know it's, it's no one wants to talk about bad luck. I think there has to be some of that involved. There also just has to be some sort of just, just the weight of the expectations. And the Padres have been pretty reticent to talk about what that did to them this season. But Fernando Tatis Jr. kind of, was the first player to do so last week. He said it, it weighed on them until they got to September and realized, you know what, let's just go out and play baseball like like we're kids. And the way the expectations in this game, when there's so many people that, that are expecting so much from you, I, I can understand. I can see how that would get to you. So I, I the, the core offensively is in place. There are definitely some question marks on the pitching side of things, but the core offensively is in place, and I don't think it should be that hard to fill out the roster – understanding what was lacking this season to make next season better. Yeah, I think that's an excellent take. Last one before I let you get out of here. Blake Snell, like we said, is likely headed for a second uh, Cy Young Award. Is there any chance he can return as a Padre? In your I opinion? think it's, it, it's probably unlikely, but he clearly loves pitching as a Padre, pitching in San Diego. He loves the fans. I just think that what he's done this season is going to make him a lot of money on the free agent yeah. market. He's a two-time Cy Young Award winner coming off one of the most dominant four-month stretches really we've ever seen in baseball history. Uh, the Padres have holes on their roster that they need to address. Obviously, adding Blake Snell would go a long way toward addressing one of those holes. But if you spread out those resources maybe a little more shrewdly to address multiple spots, I, I just – if, if if I'm guessing what's going to happen, I see that as more likely than, than a major splurge on a guy like Blake Snell. However great he's been and however much he loves pitching in San Diego, I don't know that he's going to take a, a discount to do so. So I just I think it's probably unlikely, but I, I also wouldn't rule it out knowing how much he loves pitching here and knowing how much I think Padre Brass respects him. AJ, as always, man, appreciate you coming on. Uh, I'll catch up with you a little bit later. Thanks for coming on, brother. Yeah, see you at the park. Thanks, Thanks guys. AJ. That was AJ Casavell on the Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. Save money the right way with Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad. Visit them today in the Carlsbad Auto Mall Chevrolet. Find new roads. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. 
Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey.